Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Katherine Miller, the founder of the Miller Law Group and director of the Center for Understanding and Conflict. I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is a repeat guest, Monique Honeman, uh, who wrote the book, The High Road Has Less Traffic. And I also believe The High Road Has a Better View and is the author of a children's book called Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom. Welcome, Monique. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thank you, Katherine. It's great to be back on. So, you know, we talked a little bit when you were on before about step parenting, and so I'm really thrilled that you've written this book, and it's a beautiful book. So tell us about what led you to write the book, which you wrote with your husband, and a little bit about it. Absolutely. So as you know, right, the first two books, the two high road books, were much more focused on divorce and the collaborative process and getting through divorce and surviving divorce and and all of that. And as the years have passed since writing those books, I've remarried. Uh, my husband, Justin, is a stepdad to my kids. And we've, we've always referred to him as the bonus dad. And people, that seems to resonate with people, this whole concept of the bonus, because there can be a negative narrative around stepmom or stepdad, as we see in, in their childhood sort of, you know, fairy tales and whatnot. So, over the last couple of years, we've toyed with this idea of let's take it to sort of the next level and write a book about being a step parent. You've come through the divorce, you've remarried and, you know, the impact. And our original thought was it was going to be an adult book, you know, a grown up book, sort of like the first two were. And then we sort of had this brainstorm and said, you know what, we really want to make it a children's book. We brainstormed on it and how it's ended up, as you said, it's a fully illustrated children's book called Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom. And it's a flip book. So if you read it one way, it talks all about a bonus dad and what a bonus dad does. And you flip it over the other way and it talks about bonus mom. So those blended families that have both or one or the other, the book will appeal to whatever perspective you're coming at it from. That's really kind of a great idea. What was it that you wanted to say to children about step families? Yeah. So there were, I would say, three overarching perspectives that we wanted to capture. And one was the book does not talk about the bonus parent replacing the parent, like the bonus dad is not replacing dad. And so it's just that it's a bonus parent, it's additional parent. So there may be situations where dad's not around at all. Dad may not be alive. Dad may be in jail. Dad may be very involved. Like my kid's dad is very involved. So one was not setting up any sort of narrative of replacing dad but being a bonus dad or bonus mom, as the case may be. The other thing we really wanted to ensure is that bonus parents weren't those superhero parents that bound in and do these superhero amazing things. We wanted to say, you know, bonus parents do what regular parents do. They drive you to school. They make breakfast. They go to your swim meets. They read you bedtime stories. They comfort you when you're scared. They, you know, kiss your boo-boo when you fall. So we wanted to make sure it was very traditional parenting sort of things that we illustrated in our book. And then the third thing we wanted to do was build in what we call value words into every illustration. So they might be words that are too big for 
an elementary school child to understand, for example, but as you're reading the book with your parent or bonus parent, illustrated, woven into every illustration is a value word that's pertinent to that page. So we have tenacity, we have cooperation, we have empathy, we have honesty, we have respect, we have determination. And so it allows the parent and child to have a discussion around, you know, look what this bonus mom or bonus dad is doing with, with their child. That's really considerate. Do you know what considerate means? Considerate is like last week where you helped me with your baby sister. And so it can weave in this value word on every page. And so those are the three things we were trying to do. That's actually quite a lot that you've, <laughs> that you've taken on in the book. Let's talk a little bit about step parenting because, you know, it's interesting because it, obviously the children have a, a perspective, right? But the adults have a perspective also, and it's a shifting, changing. And there's often, I think, a sense of competition or challenge or concern that it's not a bonus, it's a threat. Right. I mean, I think what I love about the name of your book is that it's like, wait, it's a bonus. You know, it's not like going to take something away from me. And yet people still really feel that way. You know, if my ex-partner remarries, then they're going to create a family and try to replace me as mom or me as dad because they're a family and I'm not. Right. Right. Or something like that. You know, what are your thoughts about that? That that makes me so sad when I see that happen. And you're right. It happens all the time where it is viewed more as a threat or competition or like who's who's the better mom, right? Me or the bonus mom. The bonus mom, you know, got her nails done for the first time. Now I need to take her, you know, I mean, it becomes this competition and it's sad to see because the children at the end of the day, and you and I, of course, talked about this the last time we spoke about the high road books. At the end of the day, if people could put on the filter of what's best for the children in this situation, and the children don't want to feel pulled or torn or guilty because they had fun with their bonus mom or dad, and they have fun with their mom and dad as well. But when one starts to impose a sense of guilt or trying to, to clamor for attention, I just I think it puts the kids in such an unfair place. So this whole idea of, oh my gosh, you know, and I I said to my kids for for years, you're so lucky, you have two dads, you know, and if if it's made more of a positive thing and the kids don't feel that you're threatened about it, I think it's not even I think I know it's overall better for the family in its entirety. But unfortunately, as you and I both know, a lot of adults, right, still struggle with that feeling of threat or competition. Well, Monique Koneman, I know you're not a psychotherapist, and I know, but <laughs> and neither <laughs> am I. But that being said, just sort of anecdotally or just from your experience, you know, what do you think are some things that could be helpful strategies for people to remind themselves if they are feeling threatened by a step parent? Adults. Yep. Yep. One, easier said than done, right, is, is, again, applying that filter of, you know, if I'm my children, what are they feeling right now? So being able to sort of empathize with where the children are coming from and realizing, oh, gosh, maybe I am making some comments or doing some things that my kids could interpret that's going to, you know, give them a feeling of guilt. And, you know, we don't want to put guilt on our children like that. So that would be the first thing I'd say. Second thing, and this can also be incredibly difficult, but I've seen it work very successfully is having a sit-down conversation with the bonus parent, you know, mom and bonus mom or dad and bonus dad, or, you know, quite frankly, if there's all of those involved, more of a group conversation around, hey, at the end of the day, you know, we want to do what's best for the kids and setting some ground rules and setting some 
expectations. And I know that sounds very pie in the sky-ish, but I've seen it work around just a level of expectation of what one expects as a parent. And I think when there's that level of sharing, again, I've seen it work. The bonus parent understands, look, and says, look, I'm not trying to, you know, step on your toes at all. And it really opens up some dialogue when there's some vulnerability and some honesty that come into those conversations up front. Now, I think a lot of people tell me those aren't possible because, you know, I'm on horrible relations with the ex, they might say. And, and again, my advice at that point is, yeah, but maybe you can look beyond that and have a conversation about the children, not about all the other stuff that maybe led to this person becoming the bonus. I think that's very complicated. And, you know, when there's a competitive mm-hmm. dynamic and that sort of the competitive dynamic comes out of the marriage and through the divorce and then into the post-marriage landscape, right? And then you bring somebody else in and now you're adding another competitor. At least it's perceived that way. Even if it's it's really not that way, it can be very challenging. You know, one Absolutely. of the things that I always thought about was, you know, I don't want to insert myself as a, you know, as a stepmother as you know, into a parental role, but I want to be supportive, right? So if there's an opportunity to go buy, you know, prom dress shopping, which is not something I really love doing, <laughs> it's like for the parental figure, a lose-lose scenario. <laughs> it's right, never right. going to be, well, that's not totally true. I know that some people have a great, it's going to be like, no, mom, I hate that dress. Are you kidding? Why would you ever think I would wear that? Right. But, you know, like, well, okay, I'll go prom dress shopping if, you know, your mom doesn't, can't. Right. Exactly. Or something yeah. like that. You know, it's like, you know, I, I'm here to support you as a person, as a child, as an adolescent, you know, as a child of this family, but I'm not here to usurp or take over the parent's role. I think you're exactly right. And I also think there's a responsibility on the part of the other parents to ensure that the bonus parents not trying to usurp that role or make it competitive. Yeah, I think and, it's easier when they're, I think it's hard when one, when the step parent doesn't have children of his or her own, or at least yet, right. you know, then it can be like, oh, I've got, you don't, they don't really understand the parental role in the same way that you do once you have children. I think, you know, maybe that's a complete, you know, misstatement of truth. And I'm sure people out there have had a completely different experience, but I do think it makes it easier. It feels more balanced. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. In my situation, my husband is what you're describing. He didn't have kids coming in, right? So this is his first parenting, first bonus parenting role. So on the one hand, it's easier because it's less complicated of the back and forth and, you know, bonus siblings and all that. But to your point, it can be more complicated because parenting 101 hasn't happened from day one. And so there's the learning curve as well of, oh, suddenly I'm a parent and I haven't sort of walked this road since day one, diaper one, sort of joining it later. Actually been very fun to watch that evolve in our case, but it is a different, it is a different parenting role. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Monique Honeman, what are some of the things that you learned about your step-parenting relationship with, with your husband, Justin, as you wrote this book? We learned, which is why we wanted to write the book, one, that there's more and more families finding themselves in bonus situations and not simply through divorce, but all sorts of experiences where there ends up being a bonus parent. So while we certainly wrote it from the perspective of traditional bonus parents, step parent through divorce, we had someone just yesterday talk to us who'd bought the book, who shared that she was good friends with this couple, 
the mom passed away and left two-year-old twins, has two-year-old wow. twins, and so she's kind of become the bonus mom. Nothing's going on with the twins' dad, but she's sort of stepping in and helping and taking them out on the weekends. And so she's like, this is perfect for me to give to them because I'm sort of acting as a bonus mom to them. So we certainly wrote it from the perspective of we think there's a growing need in divorce circles because more and more families are blended and have step-parents and bonus parents involved. And that's why I wrote it. We're loving to see that it's actually applicable even broader than, than our first vision for it. And again, sort of what we've learned is the importance, as we talked to so many people going through this who were blended, is the importance of showing the parents doing the normal stuff, right? It's not the Disneyland dad or the Disneyland bonus dad or the Disneyland bonus mom stepping in and, and being the magical princess all the time. And so, again, that's why it was so important for us to show sort of real-world things real-world responsibilities, real-world occurrences in our book. And then the third thing was we just we wanted to have a lot of fun. So the illustrations we use are a family of dogs. It's not representative of any one family. It's a family of dogs. And so it's sort of appealing to everyone. And the illustrator we used, we found a woman named Jackie Benson who's absolutely amazing. And we call it sort of eye candy. In the illustrations, she drew in so many things that can capture not only a children's heart, but also adults. And so it's just fun to look at the illustrations and sort of see the detail that she put in. So I would say those are sort of three things that we sort of learned and had fun doing coming through this. You're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm Catherine Miller. We're here on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester on alternate Wednesdays from 5 to 530. But perhaps you're also listening on my um, podcast, which you can find on my website, www.westchesterfamilylaw.com or on iTunes or SoundCloud. And I'm talking today with Monique Honeman, who's just published a new children's book, Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom, about step-parenting that she wrote with her husband and stepfather to her children, Justin Honeman. We're talking also about the step-parenting relationship and how challenging it is both for sometimes for children and oftentimes for adults. And what do you think, uh, Monique, was one of the things, one of the early lessons that you and Justin learned about the step-parenting relationship? I think you were sort of alluding to this a moment ago, Catherine. There's certain things that I, as the parent, still handle, even to this day, 10 years into this. And I'll use discipline as an example. So throughout the last decade, right, Justin's never been the one to sort of hardcore come down and discipline the children for something. He and I will talk about it. But at the end of the day, that's still a conversation that I would have with the kids around, hey, or a family meeting, but I would be a part of it. And we have a lot of those conversations with the kid's dad as well. And again, mom and dad communicate things versus mom and stepdad communicating things. So early on, we learned the importance of who's communicating, who's the sort of still sort of that core parent that the kids are going to get the core messages from. And Justin has always been the bonus dad for that. So even yesterday, he and my daughter had this great long conversation about sort of next steps in life and where they're going. And it, and it was it was a great bonus conversation. But it's another perspective from another adult that means a lot that she loves him and he loves her. And she can also have that similar conversation with her dad and get a, yet another perspective. So the value of that open communication and understanding who's communicating what is really important. I think that's really a great lesson. I also think that, you know, kind of the inverse of this is also true. And that is that there's less pressure around the step parenting relationship, right? Like that, 
I just had dinner with my 23-year-old daughter last night, and she was saying, you know, when I was thinking I needed to drop out of college, Richard, my husband, you know, he was very non-judgmental about it, you know, whereas my reaction was, no, <laughs> you know, that is not happening. You are not dropping out of college. He was like, well, maybe you need to. And it was a conversation she needed to have that she couldn't have had with either of her biological parents. I absolutely agree. I think there's something about that other perspective that is a role model, hopefully, right? A role model in that child life who has the value of being the parent, but a parent at a bonus parent level, right? So to your point, it takes off a little bit of the pressure. And as a person who just knows my kids so, so well at this point, and he's able to share with them a perspective that, quite frankly, they may listen to more than they may listen to mom or dad because there's just still that little bit of a difference there. And it's a little less charged. Well. It's a little yeah. less charged. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when those relationships are done right and there is that level of respect and love and involvement, and I, I guess that's another point I'd bring up, the sort of involvement and engagement, I don't know that what you and I are talking about, about you know, the perspective and the valued opinion would necessarily be there if the step-parent, bonus parent hadn't been engaged and involved sort of all along and taken an active interest in the child's life. You can't just sort of, you know, parachute in and say, oh, well, now I'm going to offer you my worldly advice when you haven't sort of been involved and engaged every step of the way. Well, so let's talk about that, Monty Kahneman. What, what advice yeah. do you have for people who are taking on the bonus dad or bonus mom Role Is it different? Is there different rules for dads and moms or is it pretty much the same thing, do you think? Well, my advice would be, you know, you still go to the meet the teacher night at school, right? You still go to, you know, the Little League game. You still do everything that a traditional parent does do, should do, you know, could do in the relationship. So, you know, I look at Justin, right? He's been to the meet the teacher's night over the years. In fact, there was one year I couldn't go and Justin and my kid's dad went together to, you know, meet the teacher. So there's still that level of involvement and engagement so that as the kids get older, again, there's that you've been a part, you've seen me, you know, graduate from elementary school, you've been through middle school with me, you met the teachers in high school. And so when they come asking for advice or when a perspective is given by bonus parent, it's more, I would say, readily accepted because it comes from a place of, of history and not just dropping in, giving some golden advice and popping out from, and the perspective is not, well, you know nothing about me. You know, you've been, right, you're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. Right. right, right. That's right. And I said to Justin, when we got married, I said, there will come a time where the kids say to you, you're not my dad. I said, there will. I said, and please just be ready for that. And please don't let that hurt your feelings because that day will come. And I'm so grateful to say that day has never come. And I think that's a testament to all of us, mom, dad, bonus dad, and the kids, so all of us involved in terms of how we've all dealt with one another and introduced this and there hasn't been that competition and that threat or that unjustness part of sort of taking over. So I'm so grateful. That's never come true. <laughs> Do you have any other hints or techniques or suggestions for people who are putting together a family as to how to do it successfully and minimize conflict and competition? Yeah, a couple other things that, that we did, and I'm not saying this is, you know, this is all the answers, but in terms of when Justin and I got married, the kids were 8 and 10. They were a part of our wedding ceremony. So from day one with them, 
they were literally incorporated into the ceremony, part of the ceremony. We exchanged rings, of course, Jetson and I, we exchanged necklace with the kids. Like it was part of the, the ceremony. We actually took our honeymoon six months later and we actually took a family honeymoon. So we all went on a honeymoon together and sort of launched our new family together. So making the kids feel they were very much a part of this from day one, I think is very important as opposed to, oh, you know, mom's going off and getting married. Mom's running off again, you know, on a honeymoon and leaving the kids behind. Now, I think there's pros and cons to that, right? Because mom and dad need their time as well, but it worked really well for us to do that. The other thing I would say is family meetings, right? So we had family meetings in my original intact family and then the divorce happened and now we still have family meetings when we have important things to discuss. But now the family meetings are all five of us, the two kids and all three parents. And so, and that, that wasn't possible the first couple of years after the divorce. We've reached a point where that's very possible and it works really well for us. So again, in the fairy tale world, a lot of the listeners are probably saying that would never work for me. I can't talk to my ex-husband or ex-wife, but we've reached a point where we can do that and it works really well. So those two pieces. Yeah. It sounds like you worked really hard at it. And and it also sounds like you wanted to work hard at it for the sake of your children. It was not easy, right? There's a lot, and we talked about this last time, there's a lot of emotion that comes through with most, you know better than me, 99% of divorces, you know, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of anger and negativity that that can come through with a divorce. And so, yes, but at the end of the day, taking the high road, which was doing what was best for the kids, was sort of that guiding principle that made all of this possible. I can hold back my own feelings of anger or wanting to lash out or whatever, because this is what's best for my kids. You're listening to Dialogue on Divorce. I'm speaking today with Monique Honeman, who's written a new book with her husband, Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom. And Monique, I want to make sure that you let our listeners know how they can find out more about the book and get a copy if they're interested. Absolutely. So the book is available on Amazon.com, available on Prime. If you just put in the search engine, Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom book, it pops right up. And you can also learn more about the book, see some of the illustrations at BonusDadBonusMom.com. And I also want to note that you have decided to donate a portion of the sale proceeds to the National Step Family Resource Center, which I think is quite laudable. That's exactly right. A portion of the proceeds will go to that organization, which is a great organization, researching and supporting step families around the world. And Monique Conner, like, what is the connection between the High Road books and this book in terms of your attitude or your, in, in your mind? Yeah, I think they all, I, I think it's the same you know, the, the two high road books, the high road has less traffic and then the high road has less traffic and a better view. The, the first one was really my story with divorce and it was all about, you know, taking the high road and doing what's right by my kids as I went through my process. So that was sort of a self-reflection, almost my journey book. The second book became sort of a series of, of essays around all things relationship, parenting, step parenting, co-parenting dating, you know, remarrying, it sort of became, and the the common thread through all of that, again, was this, you know, do what's right and take the high road. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that's going to, that's, that's the right answer. It's going to work out for you. There's going to be those times where it doesn't, but you're still going to feel better about yourself taking that high road and having that integrity. And the same thing weaves then into this book, you know, just trust your intuition and do what's right. Again, with that filter of what's right for the kids. And get rid of that narrative that I think has been all too deeply embedded into us of, you know, Cinderella's evil stepmom or the, you know, there's just so much negativity that we're stereotypically exposed to 
in children's literature. And I know that's starting to change, but that was our goal was to change that narrative and continue along that path of the high road when it comes to bonus parenting, co-parenting and step parenting. And do you think that it is in our last few seconds? Do you think that lesson comes through as a lesson for children too? that taking the high road is the better way? It does. And, and it does. And we further emphasized it by adding those value words. Because they're great words for kids to learn and have dialogue with their parents about what does it mean to be tenacious? What does it mean to persevere? What does it mean to be cooperative? All of those go towards taking the high road. Well, Monique Kahneman, it's been a pleasure talking to you again and about your new book. Congratulations on the publication of Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom. Great job. Thank you, Catherine. Great talking with you.